Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Scott Richmond and Arnie Sherman. You're listening to What Do You Know on News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. Sherman, good Sunday morning. Scott, how the hell are you? You've been running around like a maniac, and I know <laughs> on one of our future shows we'll divulge <laughs> to our listeners what you've been going back and forth to New York about for so in such a frenzied pace. Yes. I'm excited to talk about that, but we'll, we'll, we'll have do to do our wait. next show on that. We'll, we'll do our next show on why Scott has been in, living in New York practically I for the last Arnie, months. The boss listens to the show. He's yeah. going to think I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's, you've been on. Running is the key. Right, and you've been doing it on the weekends when I want to come and you know, right, chat right, with right. you. You're, you haven't been gone. You haven't been around on the weekends. No, we have golf season soon. So we got I'm, golf season. I'm not going anywhere. No, and. What I realized today was, you know, complaining about the weather. We have a long March, right? March, right. February and March are long months. And you look outside and we've had snow on the ground for like 115 days straight in Missoula. But one of the good things about social media is you get these little flashbacks, right? They show you what it looked like last year on that date right. and a year before on that date. And this morning I got a flashback from four years ago. On this date, there was the excavator at my house getting my car out of the driveway because we had a huge I dump of that. snow that was like two <laughs> feet of snow. Right. And car couldn't get the car out, even with a even with a you know, regular snow plow. We had to bring we had to bring in a big excavator to get it uh, I you know, unclogged that, and moved out. So so while we think the weather's getting worse or different, when you see these flashbacks, it looks like in March there's snow on the ground every year. You're right. But you mentioned the most important thing is we're we're hoping, you know, to get the ground to the point where we can play some golf. I was I was talking to our golf pro, right? You know, a Andrew, who said April, it, not going to be playing in March there. No way, because Too of wet. the permafrost, the wetness, you know. Give right. It, so we so we got to suck it up for almost another uh, three oh. four weeks before we can start playing again. Totally. And I've been going through some uh, some. Training exercises. Yeah, I've, yeah, had, I've had a trainer, right. and I'm getting more mobility and flexibility, and I'm opening, as she says, I'm opening up my hips so that I'll be able to get a little bit more torque on the shots, and I'm going to be ready <laughs> for uh, golf season this year to challenge you guys. Well, let's see. Well, first of all, let's determine what type of shape you're in with our next guest who's coming in today. Yeah. Runner. I haven't run. I ran I ran a half marathon from 1987 to 1989, <laughs> I think, if you collectively, running for a bus or a subway. I've had yeah, the runs, but yeah, right. Yeah, I have, I've, I've not run, <laughs> but, uh, but Tricia was coming to see us from uh, um, Run, run Wild, Wild Missoula. Yes. Will talk to us about all the runners. I think she has 1,600 members who uh, of uh, Run Wild Missoula that uh, – that are part of the cadre of people that are committed to all of the great outdoor running exercises. Trisha's a, a, a dynamo. Remember her background. She was a professional runner. Right. But she's now, this is a, this may be her fourth year or third year running the marathon. When, you know, and it's even more than one marathon. I, you, know, you know, people are coming to or town. races, right. There was a race 
just recently, I was sitting, I was sitting at uh, Finn's at their early bird having, uh, having some <laughs> oysters, and there were a whole bunch of people there that are talking about coming in a week back to Missoula from to Spokane to run in the, in the half marathon and the marathon races, which I think is the one that was is on March 11th. Right. Oh, run for the luck of it, which this will air after that, but, but still. Yeah. But I'm saying there were people that, that were becoming a, a, a running destination venue. I think that's a great, you know, and you bring up a great point. Missoula, in the last, since the last time we spoke with Trish, I don't know how long ago that was, but Missoula is even more popular than it was then. It's a destination for a lot of people. Running is clearly a reason for people to come here because we could, they could run our marathon, but also do everything else right. here, well, train I was, here. I was overhearing the conversation that the, these, these runners were having. What were they saying? Well, they were coming to town that particular night to be, go to a concert at the Adams Center. Wow. Then they were going and touring. They were beer lovers, so they're going to tear. They were touring all of our microbreweries, right. which we have a plethora of in Montana and Missoula. Right. And then they were talking about coming back in another week to participate in the run. That's a conversation that 10, 12 years ago would never have happened. Ever. Ever. You know, they might have come in for a big concert, you know, like the Rolling Stones or something. But we have so many events that are going on. I mean, almost every single weekend from here on out to the end of the summer, there's some fairly you know, well-known group in town or some, you know, hot group that's coming here. And, you know, Bonnie Ray just won album of the inch. She'll be here in August. How I mean, great is that? I mean, it's all the stuff going on. So Missoula really has become this destination venue in this region no. to the point where it makes me smile that people are coming from Spokane and Boise and places like that to come to here for a, for a getaway weekend. Well, we will be joined in a moment by our guest, Trisha Drobeck. She's the executive director of Run Wild Missoula, a fellow Missoulian. She's from, I don't think she's from Missoula, Montana, no. though. I'm going to ask why she doesn't call it Walk Slowly Wild Missoula, <laughs> which fits into my category a lot. Trot. Trot Missoula. <laughs> Even trotting is a little, ex you start getting uh, exercise. She's a that. great guest, though. We, we Let's see if we can wind her up, too, yep. because she's got a lot going on, and Arnie and Scott know how to wind our guests up, so we'll do that after these words. Arnie, Arnie. Trisha's here, and Trisha Drobeck, executive director of Run Wild Missoula. You guys are talking about the ground thawing. <laughs> yeah, thank God it's you know starting. It smells bad, but it's at least good. What does you know, it smell like, Trisha? Something is definitely decomposing. Yeah. I'm not certain what exactly Missoula it is. Missoula is decomposing <laughs> right in front of our eyes. It's not fresh. No. <laughs> well, really, it set a record, I think. This winter set a record for consecutive days with snow on the ground. Yeah. You know, so... Um, how have you been with during the winter? How's your life been? Personally? Yes, personally yeah. and professionally. Well, personally, I took up skate skiing, uh, which is a new sport for me. Um, oh, and wow. yeah, it's very humbling picking up a sport as an adult and trying to learn. Um, and it, but it's been fun. And my daughter has been learning to cross country ski as well. Um, so that's been great trying to embrace winter rather than reject it. Good idea. Is, I feel like as a runner, sometimes it's like, ah, oh, and you, you reject winter, right? And you hit the totally. treadmill or something. So um, professionally, it's been great. We've had, um, we have a couple new staffers for us. So um, we've wow. been onboarding a little bit over the last few months and um, just getting ready for the season. You know, it's kind of, we have a nice little break between um, Thanksgiving, and then we have our resolution run right. um, in partnership with Runner's Edge on New Year's Day, and that just kind of gets everything going. 
That's great. I embrace winter by running to the airport and getting the <laughs> hell out of here. But for our listeners who aren't familiar with uh, Run Wild Missoula, why don't you just bring us up to date? Tell sure. us a little about it. Absolutely. That. So Run Wild Missoula has, we just crested over 1,700 members, which is pretty awesome. We're excited about that. Um, our mission is to support and encourage running, walking, um, of all ages, abilities, and backgrounds. And we do that in a numerous different ways. Arnie, between... that's you. <laughs> that's you, Arnie. <laughs> um, we I have... ran once. I didn't <laughs> like the experience. <laughs> we have training classes. We have social events. We have um, about a race every month. We, of course, are the race organizers of the Missoula Marathon. We have panel discussions. We have all sorts of events um, that just encourages people to get out and start moving. You know, you don't have to run, actually. It's big secret. Run wild Missoula. You don't have to run. It's our new tagline. Um, you can walk. You can run walk. You can prancercise. You can do whatever you need to totally. do. Totally. Skate. You, <laughs> you could, uh, we don't Ski allow skate. roller skating, per se. Um, but, yeah, we just want to get people moving and um, do it in a fun, social way. And we offer a lot of good member benefits and incentives um, to encourage you throughout the year. The hallmark event, though, that everybody knows about is the Missoula Marathon. How big has that gotten? I would say, I mean, in it's humble beginnings in hundreds of participants, and now mm. we're into the thousands, right? Um, I anticipate this year we have about 6,000 participants between all of our Amazing. events. Yeah, and we don't even really count the participants of the free Friday night beer run because you don't have to register. You just mm. show up and run. Um, so it really has become a signature event here in Missoula. Um, the streets are filled with runners and, you know, downtown is flooded with right. tourists and, you know, um, it's, it's really just a iconic weekend. How far and wide? Do people come to race in the Missouri How many can- states and countries? Yeah, you know, I actually just looked at the countries um, just today, and I think we're at eight different countries. That's, um, that's impressive. Yeah, and we typically get at least one runner from every state um, and quite a handful from, you know, Canada and, and such. Sure. Um, and then, of course, I'd say about 50% of our participants come from Montana as well, so a lot of local, too. So of this, you've crested at 1,700 now. We're over 1,700 members. What does a member get? Oh, man. If I join and, you know, give you, what do I get? That's so great. So our membership is, if you can believe it, it's $27 a year. Um, For that, you get all sorts of stuff. Um, You get race discounts. So if you want to do one of our races, it's $3 off or you get $5 off one of the marathon events. Um, we have a beer run every, the last Wednesday of every month, and Run Wild Missoula will buy you a beer after you go out and run with your friends, um, or a kombucha or whatever mm-hmm. type of drink you need. All the breweries have the fancy drinks now. Um, we have incentives for if you run 1,200 miles throughout the year, 2,000 miles. If you do seven of our 12 races, you get um, a goodie, or if you do, um, I believe it's 12 of our races, you get a free entry into the marathon or half marathon as well. Um, other than that, we have weekly runs that you can join um, of all different speeds. We have our back of the pack that does a social once a month as well, which is a fun potluck. Um, honestly, it seems like we send out an email every other day with something new going on. We have a film festival um, in November and uh, 406 Day Running, Global Running Day, all sorts of just fun stuff. So is there an internal competition among your members about who runs the most miles in a year? Is there somebody that gets an award for being like, 
I've ran, I ran 15,000 miles, <laughs> ran more than my car went. Right. Yeah. Thousand miles. You know, we do list it. There's not, you don't get like a trophy or something for right. being the most, but I would say that there's a little bit of bragging rights of, um, who, who does the most. Um, and you know, we do post that on our website and you can cool. see. So you were a professional runner. No, 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 you were never a professional runner. <laughs> Maybe an elite runner. I never elite. did it as like a job. Okay, but I was able to compete. Um, you know, competitive. You were yeah, competitive I was competitive. Runner. Yeah, that's and a much better word. When did you start word. running? I started running after college, um, mainly because my friend asked me, "Hey, you want to run a marathon?" And I said, "Sure." What's a marathon? I had no idea. Um, yeah, really? Yeah, wow. I had, I had played soccer um, all through high school and a little bit in college and. Um, I mean, I was athletic, but I never, like, you know, I always needed something to chase. Right. I, mean, I think a lot of people say <laughs> that, right? You need motivation to run. Um, so, yeah, it was it was good to just get out there and, you know. And once you started, you kept it up, right? I did, yeah. I mean, I had good success right off the bat, and I think I knew I was talented. Maybe didn't really know how talented. Um, I think a lot of people, when you run, you know, it it hurts when you start a little bit and you don't really understand how to push yourself, but you also become like a very economical runner, right? You become better at it as the more you, as the more you practice, the more you do. Did you ever have a coach or anybody work with you? I did. Yeah. I, I started working with a coach probably, Oh man, I don't even remember. Maybe in my early thirties, I want to say I started working with a coach and, um, and that helped take me to another level as well and just help hold myself accountable. What a did little the bit. coach do? Like, what was the importance of the coach? Um, just to write workouts and make sure I wasn't doing too much or doing too little and mm-hmm. just to structure things. Um, as you can imagine, you can't run as hard as you can every single day. That's <laughs> just a recipe right. for injury and disaster, really. Sure. So you have to have easy days. You have to have speed days. Um, you have to have, you know, maybe a rest day and you have to have races in there. Um, mainly just somebody to keep you healthy and, and get you to the starting line. I'd say that's probably the hardest part about being a competitive runner is getting to the starting line healthy. Hmm. That makes sense. You know what Trisha is pointing out? I just started with a, with a uh, trainer. trainer. Oh, good. And I find that it's very helpful. Because I always thought my whole life, you can just go in the gym. I've, you know, I can watch videos. I know, you know, I, I used to lift weights in school. And so I know how to do this stuff. And you go in there, you do a bunch of stuff, and it does, it, you just get sore. And it doesn't have any of the impact that you your want technique. to have. Yeah, you know, well, your technique and what you're supposed to do for different muscle groups. And within, you know, I've only had a few sessions. But right away, I could tell the, the immense impact that somebody who knows what they're doing, yeah. advising you, in person, in real time, makes it a whole different kind of experience right. and one that you actually end up looking forward to. Yeah, and I think it takes the stress out of having to think of, am I doing this right? Am I doing enough? Am I doing too much? You you can kind of let all that go and have, you know, your Jesus take the wheel moment and, and let somebody else do the thinking well, I think for you. Right. Yeah. And you also have somebody who, who pushes you. I mean, I, there are times when you go into the gym, they, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm a little sore today. They got a TV going. That you know, there's a golf tournament. You know, say, oh, I'll stay go on the treadmill. That you'll get easy. a smoothie. You know, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I might still have a pizza while I'm walking on the treadmill. Right. Watching we we golf. know somebody that goes to the gym and they don't seem to lose weight, but they do. You know, spend a lot of time at the gym. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I have a. So you know, it's interesting. Is running really does hammers your body, right? It could be really tough on your body. So having a coach seems to make a ton of sense because you are more injury prone. There's a lot of impact to your joints. 
right? With running, if you're, especially if your technique is not up to snuff. So I am curious, have you ever had sustained injury, you know, in the years that you've been running? And what was that like? You know, I would say overall, I was a pretty durable athlete and a durable runner. I, I think just because I was so active as, as youth Mm. and I started so late in life that, um, in, and I just never really like went crazy (laughs) with training or anything Mm -hmm. that I was able to remain fairly injury free. I had a few, you know, moments I did tear the, my Achilles in the insertion Mm. area, not once, but twice. Um, and I mean, the second time was a direct result of coming back too fast, um, and and those that was probably my biggest injury um, mm-hmm. of all. But um, yeah, I think and and that's why I encourage anybody to get a training plan, whether it's from the internet or a coach or right. come work with us at Run Wild or right. you know whoever um, have that plan because. Um, what people think they need to do to train for something like a marathon or a half marathon, they're going to do it wrong. You, and, and they don't understand necessarily what it all means and, and why they're doing one mile this day and five miles this day. And why aren't they just running three miles every day? And why don't I just run at the speed I want to race at? And there really are these techniques and, um, schools of thought that to keep you injury free and to help you train for your best marathon and, and, um, and to, get to the start line and then get to the finish line. Well, I would advise our listeners if they want to do that, to get in contact with Run Wild because the internet is not necessarily (laughs) discriminatory in terms of how, what they tell you to do. It's just like looking at the internet about diets or like my, my side hurts. Look at WebMD and 400 other. But what I've noticed since, you know, since I've been doing this, Training with uh, with um, um, the trainer. We have the trainer. As I'm blocking on her name for a second, Morgan. With Morgan, is that I went online to look at things, and all of a sudden I'm getting all of these ads that say, "If you only do one thing to strengthen <laughs> your back," and right. I've gotten about 15 of those, and the exercises that they're telling you to do are all different. Right. So yeah. how do you discern between what you're what you're it's hearing confusing. on the internet? You know, they have these. Asian, you know, approaches to it. They have, you know, right. U.S. approaches. They have muscle-related. They have, you know, if you don't want to jump off the ground, you don't ever have to move off the ground and do other. It's just very confusing, and it's not customized to your specific circumstance. So being in touch with you rather than just looking on the Internet seems like a much wiser <laughs> approach. How many, how many employees are there? Um, it's myself, two full-time employees, and a part-time employee. Got it. And it, is John still involved? Who's an older gentleman? When I first moved here, he was talking about the Tai Chi of running. He oh was, yes, you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, I do. Yes. Is he still with the organization? No, he was a volunteer, um, he, and right. I think he's doing his own thing now. <laughs> yeah, he worked up with, at Anders' place. Mm-hmm. So, but um, so, question for you, because I'm listening to you, how fast the. The organ not how fast, but how big the organization is. We have so many different events happening in Missoula. More people are moving to Missoula. Two-part question. Part one, are people coming here because this is a great runner's community? Because if you were to go up the I-90 corridor, not everybody's Missoula. Not everybody has a community like this. They've not, they may in Bozeman, but you don't know. Not, not like this. No. Definitely not like this in Billings, right? They have a marathon in Billings, don't they? Mm-hmm. Go take is a it look. like this? I mean, we're like... It's the biggest race for sure in Missoula. 
In Montana. Um, in Montana, yeah. Right. Um, the Rut Mountain Runs, I think, has a couple thousand runners as well. But Run Wild Missoula, the organization. Oh, the organization. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We're very unique. We're unique across the country. Across to, the country? To have this size of a running club mm. with this size of a town. Well, you can tell. Arnie, you can tell. It's breaking news. It's breaking news, <laughs> yes. But you can also tell by the size of, like, the Missoula Bone and Joint Campus. I mean, <laughs> right. you can tell by what, you know, one of the... Unintended consequences of all of this. People get, you know, stretch something, they hurt something, they fall on ice because they're fanatical about running and they don't care about running in the winter and they don't pay that much attention to what's on the ground in front of them necessarily. And, you know, we have we have several campuses like that in this town for people that would have sports-related injuries. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, running, whether it's running just for the sake of running or running in connection with soccer or a million, you know, cross-country you know, skiing like or whatever. This is, is why people call us the mini Portland. <laughs> right? Yeah. For better know, or worse. For better right? or for worse. Second question, two-part question. I'm trying to do in my, in, my, in my head what events there are in Missoula that attract this many people. Other than Grizz football and concerts and maybe the fair. And I'm, what I'm missing, I mean, the, the marathon really, I mean, because how many people come with each race? Um, well, we have six about 6,000 participants. Some participate in two events. We usually bring a spouse or a oh, partner, yeah. right? And often, you know, Kid. family in tow because the unique thing about Missoula Marathon is it's mm. after school gets out. It's kind of right when summer vacation is starting at the end of June and everybody wants to do their road trip or they want to head up to Glacier or mm. they want to have their Yellowstone dreams or they want to, you know, pretend their <laughs> a river runs through it or whatever, you know, rafting. Right. There's so many things to do. Um, and I'm as everybody that lives here has seen, you know, the crazy madness that has become Missoula summers and tourism right. in Missoula. Um, you know, the marathon is always, you know, contributed to that but i think it's even and more some because now they can right. knock out a race and have some fun or you know whatever and then go on their family vacation after that has anybody ever asked you to move the marathon to a different to the shoulder season when they don't <laughs> get people uh they have not asked to move it um is it something you've ever considered this could be breaking news this could be breaking news that would be interesting it's hard because there's so many so many marathons already in those shoulder seasons, because if you imagine like right. Boston and London are in the spring and then you've got New York and Chicago in the fall and there's a bunch of even smaller races during those times. Those right. are those are more popular times for races, spring and fall. Um, so it behooves us to be in the summer. Um, there's less competition for us. That makes sense. Well, the interesting thing about Montana is when – you talk to somebody who's not from here, they think about Montana as more of a winter place because of the skiing. Right. But when I was up in Whitefish recently, I was talking to one of the city officials who said they get more tourists in the summer than they do in the winter. In Whitefish? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. People doing zip lining, they're doing mountain biking, they're doing fly fishing, they're playing golf. It's a shorter season. Right. But it's a more but, but, desirable season. But the outdoor adventure here is is. All year round now. I would bet you that. Seasonal. I bet, uh, yeah, I would bet that Gallatin and wherever Big Sky is, but whatever that is, yeah. that's equal, right? People, that's Everybody's coming just to go to Big Sky to ski. 
But it's the only place in the state that's that well attended. But people still go there to play golf. There's four or five, like right. Big Sky is four It's or all five. seasons. It's all seasons now. They go mountain biking. They go hiking. They they are they stop there for a few days and go to Yellowstone. Same thing here. People, you know, people that come to visit me that have never been to Montana. Right. We're just one of the stops, and they're going to be going up to Glacier Park, or they're going to go to Yellowstone, or they're going to go to Whitefish. They're going to. They're going to do, they got some some resort they're going to go to. They may go over to Coeur d'Alene. I mean, it's just, it's now a part of the fabric of this outdoor experience, and it's a 12-month-a-year experience. A hundred percent. Trisha, what is, what are some of the challenges with running, like, let's say, a marathon in June, right? Because that's when it is. It's in, traditionally in June, like the third week of June. Um is it rooms? Is it is it hotel rooms? Is it... Yeah. You know, we're doing better now that we have a couple of new downtown hotels, and there's a few more out on North Reserve now. So, um, plus, you know, VRBOs and um, Airbnbs yeah. are so much more popular than they were, say, five or six years ago. Totally. Um, and I think a lot of people are doing that here as well, more, more availability. Um I would say biggest challenges are one, it's expensive to get to Missoula. I think we were talking about hotels are expensive. Air travel is extremely expensive right now. Um, and then, you know, this isn't like a terrible problem yet, but, um, it is, um, sometimes hard for us to get enough volunteers to put on the race. We have about 800 plus volunteer spots that's usually filled by around 600 volunteers. A lot of people do one or two positions, sometimes more. Um, And people are already, the people that live here are already off on their summer vacation, right? Right. Um, So that, that can be tough. Um, But other than that, you know, I think, I think we can grow. I think we can grow our participation right here. Um, It would be my goal for, you know, everybody who's willing and able to run, you know, even the half marathon or the 5K um, and make that their annual, you know, race with their kids or their friends yeah. or whatever it is um, and really make it, you know, it's it's great when people travel here. But I also want this to be a race for for Missoulians. And even if right. they decide not to participate in one of the events, that they are a volunteer or their organization or company has um, an aid station or, you know, they're handing out medals or water or, you know, picking up trash or whatever, you know, we right. have a bazillion jobs you can do. That's true. Um, so it's, I just really want it to be this, the tradition, right. And, and this kind of exceptional tradition that people look forward to. Sure. Right. That makes sense. One of the things I want to point out is, and, and we, we, you're feeling it here. You're talking about the expense of getting here or traveling. But that's happening everywhere, except the major, major markets where there's lots of competition and there's low-priced airlines and people have to kind of price to compete with them. I just was talking to my friend in Washington, D.C. who's complaining about flying to Europe. He can't get a flight. The flights he can get are twice as what they were last year. Right. It's happening everywhere. You know, the cost of aviation fuel, you know, the cost of employees – they have to give all the pilots raises, and they deserve it. You don't want disgruntled pilots. And they have to stop trying running into each other. These right, days. yeah, right, right. I mean, so trying getting here, whether it's by air or driving, you know, it, it's not that different than anywhere else. And, yeah. and we have to, you know, we have to be uh, cognizant of that because it's important to recognize that we're we're not disproportionately out of whack with other places. I just saw somebody was. Who was cheering with gas? They were able to get gas for only three seventy five a gallon, <laughs> and we're paying three and a quarter here. Yeah, so, we're lucky. Yeah. 
It's all, it's all relative. It's just really hard when we're a nonprofit and, and we're offering, we're like, hey, we've got this awesome race that you can do for less than $100, but you have to pay 1300 to get here. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, sure. So that's, sure. It, that's kind of our internal struggle is that we want to be affordable and we want people to come and participate. Um, but, yeah, it's just that's definitely like a thorn you, in, in the side of it. Do you travel at all around the country during the off-season, or there is no off-season for you, but – to see how other marathons are organized and, you know, different technologies that they may be bringing. Yeah. So, um, I go to a conference every year called running USA and I, it was in Denver this year, which was nice. Um, nice and close. And it was back in February and I went and yeah, they have tons of new every year. There's new technology that's presented. Um, New York Roadrunners is always there. Chicago Marathon's always there and they Mm. kind of present and talk either logistics or um, I think I went to a seminar on youth programs and, you know, there's, there's just a lot of information um, to be had there. And so, yeah, so I do get to see what other people are doing and um, steal their good ideas um, and bring them back here. It's good. Have you ever, have you ever modified or changed the course? They were currently are running. So last year we did have to change it um, because they were putting a new water main on Beckwith. So oh. we moved it over to Franklin, um, <laughs> which we're going to keep um, keep it on Franklin. It was great to go down Franklin and um, Beckwith is busy, isn't it? It is busy. It's nice to have a stoplight because um, right. people are going to naturally slow down. But um, Beckwith is now the fire lane, so oh. we don't want to run in the fire lane. Um, and so we've, since we've moved over to Franklin, we're going to keep it there. And actually it works great to have an aid station right there at Rose park or Franklin park. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it turned out to, to, to be nice. Oh, We're to make it like putt putt with obstacles. You got to run through the windmill, (laughs) you know, and climb over the waterfall and all that sort of stuff. We did. We we used to do stuff like that. We used to have inflatables people had to run over, but this is, you know, this is serious runners. How many how many runners are um, physically challenged like that are either in a wheelchair or some other you know support mechanism? Yeah, so we run? have we have a wheelchair division and a hand cycle division. Hand um, cycle. Okay. Yeah, so I think last year we had um, five hand cyclists registered. Two were able to compete. The other three couldn't for whatever reason. And then um, we do have. I think we had one marathon wheeler, um, which is a gentleman, I believe he's done it every year or at least the wow. last, you know, five times we've had it or something. He comes over from Coeur d'Alene, I believe. Um, and he competes And this year so far registered, we have two hand cycles in the marathon and two wheelers. And then, um, something cool we're also doing this year is, um, it's a group called Ainsley's angels and Ainsley was a little girl. Um, I can't, she was, um, dis, uh, she had a disability and couldn't, walk um so her i believe like her dad built her this kind of chariot looking stroller wheelchair thing um bright pink and um and so in her honor and in her memory um this group comes out and then they can take local people who don't have the ability to do the race um and and they sit in the chair and they can experience it for themselves so yeah we're excited to have um that group out here this year doing both the half and the marathon so if Scott builds a little <laughs> Shea Lounge for me, oh, and no. I can find four <laughs> four people to carry it, can yeah, I participate just by you can it? clearly, yeah. You you I have may. a new category. He's on a tear now, so he may want to do the marathon, even if you do the to the uh, the five k. 
They have like a point five k. No, Arnie, five k is what three miles? Three miles, three point one. Three point one miles. I'll do it with you. All right, if you'll do it with me, I'll. I'll he and I golf and I together. Right. Perfect. Yeah. You probably walk three miles when you golf. I mean, we no, we don't. No, we oh. ride in the car because <laughs> <laughs> okay. we're always talking. All right, and fair it's hard to talk when you're age walking. Age has its privileges. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. Do you feel like I know one of the big challenges we've tried to address every year was how do we get more intra-state participation? Do we have any idea of how that looks this this for twenty twenty three? You know, I don't. I should pull the numbers on that, but um, typically we get about fifty percent participation from in state. In state, that's good. It is good. Yeah, it's kind of a, a again, it's it's a tradition for for people right. to come over and challenge themselves. It's also a beautiful course. It's a fast course. The weather is typically nice, and who doesn't want to come and visit Missoula? I'm going to ask a controversial question: Does Mo- Missoula have any political? Do people not want to run the Missoula Marathon because maybe this place is a little too blue, maybe? Has you know, that, have you ever heard that? I did get an email last year. Arnie, um, breaking news. From a gentleman. <laughs> um, and this this isn't even political. This is human rights. But um, the center, which is the Western Montana LGBTQ. Yes. Um, they hosted the, the aid station um, at Franklin Park that I was talking about. And they right. had their pride flag out and um, I did receive an email from a participant wanting to know if I knew that they were flying that flag and just kind of, you know, saying that they won't, if, if we support, I don't know, there was a lot of hate. If we support diversity, they don't want to run. There was a lot of hate and, um, and misinformation in there. Um, So that, that was one. And I'm, I'm sure there's some people that, you know, have issues with, you know, whatever we're doing as an organization. And right. um, I encourage them to come have a conversation with me. I'm happy to sit down and talk to anybody about human rights Good. or social justice issues. Right. Um, and if they don't like it, let them go run in Boston, Chicago, New York and see how they like that. I mean, it's probably <laughs> the same anywhere else. And, you know, that's so, really a good point. <laughs> yeah, really. Come on. So let's talk about money for a minute. Okay. Uh-oh. You got you have six thousand runners. That can't be enough to support the entire organization for a whole year. So who are your benefactors? How do you raise money? Do you have sponsors? Do you need more sponsors? Give me the pitch. All right. Well, um the marathon registration does fund a lot of what we do, but it's also very expensive, as you can imagine. Um, to put on the marathon as sure. well. And again, we're passionate about keeping the costs low. Um, we also have about a race a month, um, which does you know help fund some of that. Um, our registration fees are nominal. Again, it's $27 a year. We're not killing right. it with that. Um, but then, yeah, we do rely heavily on sponsorship. Um, and we are so lucky to have so many community partners that um, believe in what we're doing. They have fun with what we're doing. Um, we have a lot of, um, sponsorships for the marathon are obviously the most expensive. It's the, you know, biggest value. Um, so we have a lot of sponsors for that race. And then we have people that are more interested in doing something a little more local. Um, and they sponsor our club races or maybe they're sponsoring a trail session. Um, so, so that is, those are a few of our revenue streams. Do you have any Um, national, like, like Brooks or Hoka or any of those? Folks no, participate? No, I've reached out a few times to some national brands. Um, and it's, 
The thing about reaching out to those companies is you have to have a connection to get in, right? Just like anything, you have to network and, and get in. So I think between the board and myself, we've really decided that we do need to get a um, title sponsor for the marathon um, and that that will help set us off, you know, in a good right. path. Um, I also apply for a few grants here and there, um, which also is a nice revenue stream for us um, to, to help do what we do. When you say a title sponsor, so like the New York City Marathon is presented by, I forget, it's a financial. TCS. Yeah, it's a financial organization, right? Mm -hmm. So would you be open to that? Yeah. Like a Wells Fargo even? or Yeah, I mean, I think definitely as long as somebody's values align with ours. Sure, that makes (laughs) sense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And and, yeah, and we would be open to that. Um, I think the exposure would be great. I mean, can you imagine the Missoula Marathon presented by your business here or your business here, Missoula Marathon? Like what, you know, however it needs to be title sponsor or presenting sponsor, you know, we'd look into those things. Um, Banks are always the the most, they have the most money. Right, but, but also national brands. I mean, you know. They also right. spread it around, too. And that's that's the hard thing is to ask somebody for such a large chunk of money when they want to give to multiple organizations, yeah. you know. So I think I, we have run into that issue a lot where people are like, we love what you're doing, but, you know, we also want to do this and we're passionate about this. And, you know, I understand that. So we just have to find the right partner. Um, and, again, that's it will be line. a sponsorship and a partnership. It'll be a combo. Arnie. But you, you, let's get on this immediately. I have somebody for we'll talk about when we're at, when the show's over. Uh oh! Breaking news. <laughs> some more breaking news. <laughs> well, no, you know it really is interesting if you think about a company that wants to really entrench and be a part of the community. What a great way to do it, right? right? Everyone loves a marathon. I told you when I first moved here, 2013. I spoke to Tony. May he rest in peace. I said, Tony, we need to be involved in this thing. Because I came from back we come yeah. from back east, the marathon. I grew up at the New York City Marathon. Sure. You know the power that it has in a community. Right. Right? Unlike. It also has power for the sponsor. Remember for years it was like Citibank or somebody. You, you, right. You remember seeing the banners Amex, everywhere. Amex, And yeah. Amex did it for a while, right. I think. But, it, but it, it's, kind of, it's like it's different than sponsoring like a sports team or sponsoring a venue because – Yes, I'm a fan of the Knicks. You're a fan of the Knicks, but I don't play basketball like they play. But everybody, this is a participate, participatory sport. So people believe in this for themselves well, something personally. You, can do. you don't just watch it on TV. You can be an right. actual participant in it. Right. So I uh, will help you. Thank you. We always want to help you. Yeah. Love that. It's one of our jobs. It's one of our jobs. Um, back to kind of the summer season, which we know is the busiest season here. There are other races around Montana, though, in the summer. Isn't there one up in um, Flathead or in Big Fork? There's the Whitefish Marathon in May. That's May, okay. Mm-hmm. How and big is that? Maybe a thousand people across oh, wow. all so you're five their events. Times larger. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. That's okay. Um, How about within a within a two hundred three hundred mile radius? Anything in Coeur d'Alene? Um, I mean. There is a Coeur d'Alene Marathon. It's over Memorial Day weekend. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't think it's too terribly large. Bloomsday is obviously the you Spokane. know the big mamma jamma right. um, over there, and they usually get like thirty five thousand participants. Wow! Um, and that's uh, the first weekend of May. 
for Sunday in May. Um, it's Bloomsday. Um, right. And we're going to go over. We always have a, a booth over there and try to recruit people to come over. And um, That's smart because you've got 35,000 people. Totally, yeah. That and, I sense. mean, they, they, if you've ever watched Bloomsday, I would say – you know, 60% of the people are walking, they're in jeans, they're pushing strollers, they're just out with their family. Like, it's completely non-competitive, and they're just out there for fun. So I think we have a long way to go where we can incorporate a little bit more of that in our in our race as well. Bloomsday is also a screaming deal. I think it's pretty cheap to register yeah. um, for that race as well. Huh. What's the closest race to what we have? In the area? As I mean, a marathon? I mean, not, yeah, I mean, in, in, the general, in, the, in the general area. That's similar in terms of competition, the level of people, people coming from 50 states, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Is it in Oregon? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, other than Bloomsday, I mean, and, and that's only a 12K. Yeah, right. you've got Portland Marathon. Seattle has a bunch of races. Um, Vancouver? Boise? Yeah, I but I don't think Boise pulls Not as like many no, as no. many people like this. Hmm. Um Crazy, isn't it? That Missoula. Well, it's also people want a race that has some altitude. I mean, it's it's challenging as people look at what race I want to run in, particularly when they're coming from another country or, you know, plotting their their races. Here's one, you know, through the mountains of, you know, of Montana. And and they probably, the people that come from other states probably come and do other things while they're here. They make a week of it. Yeah. Not just for the race. We need like a Telluride, what Telluride does, they have that bluegrass fest. Bluegrass and jazz. We need something like that. Well, here. there probably is something that weekend. I don't know what to, what's going to be at the Kettle House. There might be something in the Kettle House. Right, but I think a music festival with like something that's complimentary to people coming here for the marathon would be fun. Whatever. Either way, Trisha Drobeck is our guest. She's the executive director of Run Wild Missoula. Always a great guest. When you're not doing what you're doing, let's get back to the personal side of things. <laughs> what are you doing for enjoyment here in this fine town you're not originally from here where are you from i'm from portland portland Mm-hmm. i think i knew that yeah <laughs> did you know that arnie no i didn't okay and that's a running community right that is it is yeah and even though i wasn't really entrenched in it when i was young it's also a soccer community which mm-hmm. i was a fairly you a know big, big part, part of, of. um but yeah it was a great place to grow up i grew up in southwest portland and where'd you go to college here u of m and that's where you played soccer. Well, just intramurals and stuff. I intramurals, yeah. got it. Because yeah, it's hard to maintain a scholarship when you're uh, playing a sport. Right. Did you know that? That's very. I have friends, a gal that played soccer at NYU. She could only last one year. Too hard to stay in to athletics, and you know the educate got in the way. Sure, student athlete. Sure, that's and, why most other countries don't have them go to college. They just go right into the <laughs> the career of their choice. The sports career of the choice. And what are your favorite? So, Missoula, you've been here for a while now. Favorite food, favorite restaurants? That's something Arnie and I love talking about. Oh, man. I feel like I'm so out of the loop. I am so much dictated by my four-year-old and my six-year-old to tell us where we're going to go and what we're going to do. You mean your husband doesn't dictate anything? Uh, No. <laughs> Good. We like to hear Smart that. Guy. Who yes. has the best mac and cheese is pretty much yeah. like the question in, in our household. Costco. <laughs> <laughs> the Costco hot dog is, is a family favorite as well. 50. I think it's buck a dollar 50. fifty. Still a buck is it fifty. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. a steal. It's literally Maybe the a steal. Cheese, the, 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 the chicken is still four ninety nine anywhere in the world. They have a Costco. They have Costco in Iceland. 
Four ninety nine for the chicken, buck and a half for the hot dog. You know, Arnie, if you decide to go to Costco, you could do the perimeter of Costco and get your eyes checked, your ears checked, have a meal, high sodium, and then get tires for your car. Okay, all at the same time. If I had a car, I if was you had a car, you know. <laughs> um, wait, I've been waiting for a car. It's a thing. Waiting for an electric car. Through. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Yes. So. Are you finding that Missoula businesses, certainly downtown businesses, are appreciative of when the marathon's in town? Because it does generate a ton of business. Definitely. I mean, this is one of the greatest benefits of the marathon, in my mind, is that it spans over three days, right? But all your races definitely, you know, definitely generate things going on. But this is a bunch of folks from out of town spending money in town. I mean, what's the economic impact? of you? Are you, you have... Yeah, you know, in 2018, um, the marathon worked with um, the UM Economic Impact um, Board or committee, whatever it is, and um, they estimated it was about $2 million impact. $2 million, mm-hmm. just for that, three days. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It is big. Have you Now, how has the, the Yellowstone phenomenon <laughs> in any way, shape, or form impacted the marathon? Ooh, I'm not sure other than they were filming at the GLR building when we were trying to have meetings last year, right before the race, <laughs> and they had all this security detail outside. And I'm like, don't you know who I am? I'm the marathon race director. Let me in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But they were like taking over the building. But I don't know economic impact wise if if people are coming here, you know, hoping to see Kevin Costner or whatever. Or, or Rip running. Rip running. Rip running. No, but you I mean maybe you can get some product placement and give them like a Run Wild Missoula sweatshirt that one of the, uh, you know, hands cattle. It's a hands. good name for a character in a show. Rip running. Rip running. <laughs> yeah, trail boss. Rip running. No, but if we talk to a lot of folks that come in here from different, like Emily Ralston was here a couple right. of weeks ago from uh, Destination. Destination Missoula. She's great. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the Yellowstone phenomena. And it's incredible. I mean, it just impacts every facet of our our community. And, you know, they film during the summer months. Right. So housing is going to be challenged. It's right. always challenged when they're here. And just when you thought you were safe of Yellowstone with Kevin Costner leaving, they're bringing in Matthew McConaughey. Oh, is that right, Arnie? Yeah. Is that, I, I don't – I. You know, I don't watch Yellowstone. That's, That's right. terrible. But what do you mean it's terrible? I, I feel like everybody watches it. You live it here. You don't it. have to watch okay, it. Okay, fair enough. How do you know that? You're on the inside. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> you guys are all over it today. <laughs> yeah, we, anyway, we have a lot of it. Our guest is Trisha Jobeck. She's the executive director of Run Wild Missoula, talking all things Missoula, all things running, all things marathon. Back after this for our final words. Arnie, we are back with our guest, Trisha Drobeck. So I need I need the logistics and the details on all this. I know you're up on all the social media platforms, but how does someone get a hold of you? How do they sign up for the race? The, is there a price increase coming up? Tell me all of the things that we need to know to, to participate in uh, Run Wild Missoula and the Missoula Marathon. Yes. RunWildMissoula.org has bunches of information on our club. You can find everything there. MissoulaMarathon.org is um, you'll find links to results, you'll find race information, you can register there, um, you can check out the expo, whatever you need to do, missoulamarathon.org is a good place. Um, if you're looking for um, a little more fun pictures of the race, um, our Instagram and 
Uh, Facebook and TikTok are also, and Twitter. Oh my gosh, we have all of them. Twitter, Elon, are all at of them. Missoula Marathon. Um, so you can find us there as well. Um, and then Run Wild Missoula has Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Run Wild Missoula. And if you're looking to register, there's a there's a yeah. Point. Get on it. Get on it. March 16th, we have a price increase. So Ooh. save yourself some money. Do it by March 16th. Make the commitment. It's four days from now. I want to see both of you registered by March 16th. So I'll be looking for those names. Beer run, Arnie. Beer run. <laughs> I'm willing to pay the higher price and wait till the last minute. Arnie. Make sure I'm ambulatory. I'm doing, I, I like to uh, do the MC work at the kids race on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. over at Boone and Crockett. Nice. Okay. Maybe you'll join me as Man, my I might, partner. I might, in- I might join you. On the air, Christy joins me if it's. We can do an Abbott Costello. Who's on first? Who's running on second? Don't stub your toe. Do your kiddos are they going to run this year? Yeah, they did the kids race last year. Yeah, it was great. Paxton came out. We have a great relationship with the Paddleheads. They're doing specials for our runners all weekend long at the at the um, at the field. So yeah, it'll be great, and my kids will be back doing it again. Good. Well, we'll make sure we'll have a great music soundtrack for them as they run. They're very competitive. Anyway, <laughs> good to see you, Trisha. Thanks so much for coming. Pleasure having you on the show Appreciate again. you both. Thank you. See you next Sunday, Arnie. Next Sunday, Scott. Take care. Thank you for listening to What Do You Know? I can't wait for the next show, Scott. I'm excited too, Arnie. If you'd like to suggest a guest, send me an email at scottrichman at townsquaremedia.com. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening to News Talk KGVO. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.